0: Yo, 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 what's up everybody? Welcome to the About World Big Podcast episode twenty. 26. Yes! Today we're talking about coffee. Um, currently, I am caffeine hangover as fuck. <laughs> coffee crash hard today. My God, my mood's still really good though. Um, firstly, I'm going to kick you guys off with two Frederick Nietzsche quotes. Um, I thought these were really good. We've got one sort of longish one, which... Is, is great, and then one shorter one, which is just to throw a little bit of fire there. Well, if I can find it, it's a couple of pages around the wrong side. But, oh no, I've got them both here. So here we go. Here's the first one. Do the long one first. <clears throat> this is, it's called Freedom of the Inner Hero. So you are not yet free. You are still searching for freedom. Searching for freedom is fatiguing. You want to open the heights your soul longs for. You want to open the heights, your soul longs for the stars, but your bad instincts and your bitter past experiences also long for freedom. Those experiences are fueled. Experiences are fueled when your spirit tries to overcome them. How good. You try to overcome these experiences, but you can only imagine freedom. The free man must always try to cleanse himself as they become. As they can become someone who tries to overcome these experiences, becoming clever and also deceitful. If you are a free man and you feel free, others who dislike you and judge you still know that you are free. Ooh, the people find the free, um, an obstruction. So, like, the common people find the free and obstruction. They will call the free man a good person in order to make away with them. Away with you. The free man wants to create new things and new virtues. And the common people want the old things and ways and ways for them to be preserved. The free man could become a good man. Boom! Hope some of that gives you some insight. Next one, here we go. This one's really good for the lovebirds out there. Those who want to be loved a long time, listen to this. One must stop permitting oneself to be eaten when one tastes best. Ooh. God damn, these quotes are fucking sick. All right, okay, so let's get into this um, article today. Um, The more abstract the truth you want to teach, the more you must seduce the senses to it. Uh, All right, cool. So... Um basically the biggest takeaways from this whole podcast is well firstly I have a article on coffee and I'm basically going through this article on my website. Um it's basically mostly what I'm be doing so you can actually listen to it instead of going in and reading it. So the biggest takeaways we've got here are if you don't feel a large buzz from one cup of coffee, you are um you're tolerant to it. (laughs) If you don't feel a buzz from it, you're tolerant straight up. And you need a break. So maybe have three days off. Try to have three days off, maybe have two minimum. If you've been drinking coffee for the absolute longest time, maybe have a week. <laughs> you might have to have a week off. Um, coffee is great for performance, mental and physical, so use that appropriately. And caffeine curfews are essential. No caffeine or coffee after two p.m. period. Oh, some people shoot me. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? Well, c- coffee and caffeine has, have a half-life of uh, like five hours, roughly 400 minutes. So, well, more specifically, 400 minutes. So that means at, uh, let's say, five o'clock, you have a cup of coffee, by 10 o'clock... Or so let's say and a cup of coffee has 200 milligrams of caffeine in it, which is a significant amount of caffeine. By 10 o'clock that night, you still have 100 milligrams of caffeine in your system. What does that mean? That means cortisol is still pumping in, into your nervous system. Your adrenal glands are going... Meh! And at nighttime, what we don't want is cortisol to be spiked because that prevents us from getting to any sort of good sleep. So if we have caffeine in our system and we go to bed... Not good. It's really not good for us. However, there is some buts and, uh, ways around this depending on your DNA. Some people have DNA, um, and don't assume that you have this type of DNA unless you get it tested. But some people have the genes and the DNA when they can have a cup of coffee at 10 PM and it literally won't do anything to their, to their cortisol. But you have to have the specific genes. I had my DNA tested and I don't have that. (laughs) I'm extremely sensitive to caffeine and it takes ages for me to get it out of my body. God damn. So yeah, for me, literally four coffees a week and I'm good. Like any more than that, done. Because otherwise, these things called coffee hangovers are a thing. And that basically means you crash after a coffee and you're kind of just like, eh, I'm caffeine hungover as fuck right now, man. (laughs) Too many coffees. Um, So caffeine fasts are actually essential. They're so goddamn important. Um, The quality of coffee is critical as well. You really want an organic, fresh, mold-toxin-free, single-origin coffee or a bean. So buy that coffee from local roasters not international, local roasters and health food shops. One, you're supporting the local economy, and two, you know that it's fresh, it's been roasted recently, and that it's not been sitting around for ages because people think that like, oh, coffee doesn't go off. It's like, well, it actually grows mold toxins in the inside of it. So if you have a coffee, you know, you look at the shelf life of some of those things, and you're like, goddamn, instant coffee, bleh, for toxins, bleh, 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 don't drink it, bleh, bleh, bleh. Stick to the good stuff, be a coffee snob. So I'll quickly share with you some of the history of coffee. Coffee is originally a bean that comes from Ethiopia and was brewed into a drink that was used for religious chanting. The brew's purpose was to help spiritual practices go on throughout the night, the first records of coffee being used in the 1500s. So yes, so it's meant for spiritual practices, for things to happen all night. It would keep people awake, it would get them in the zone and they could mm, 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 chant and go through all their religious and spiritual practices all night long. Um, the Beans eventually made their way through to school, schools and authorities Till it got to Cairo in Egypt, and it was used in schools and authority provinces to help people learn better and stay awake late at night. Things so again, that stay awake thing. It keeps you damn awake. Not good for the sleeps. Um once it got there, coffee houses become popular. So, which is nuts. Coffee shops have been popular for so long. It's definitely such a part of, I think, just human culture. Having places you can go, drink coffee, and just enjoy the, the smell, the aroma, the buzz. Um, it's very social. I love that. Um, and it did become extremely popular for social. But um, they did try to ban coffee. Um, as religious authorities recognised it as like a forbidden drink in some places. So, yes, as it is, caffeine is a drug, people. It is a drug. Um, so, yeah, that's why some people might have tried to ban it. So, as Egypt had close relations with Europe, eventually it went on to Europe and the same thing. They used it all for the same damn purposes. Um, the Dutch got a hold of it and they just went nuts and took it through to America and Asia and the rest is History. Coffee has been a part of our life since the 1600s, 1700s. So it's really sort of kind of actually recent as far as like human... How long as humans have been around. Like it's a few hundred years old. Yeah. Which is sick. Oh no, sorry. It's been about three three hundred or 1,400 years old. Which really isn't that long period of time considering our DNA hasn't changed much for 5,000 years. Um, but... I love how the coffee culture has been around for ages. Now, coffee coffee, and caffeine affects your body in three different ways. This is specifically coffee caffeine um, because it has coffee, the bean itself has a whole bunch of like antioxidant benefits and the rest of it. So good. Um, so it affects your brain, your actual body itself and your guts. So... How it affects your brain is coffee um, is basically it affects the limbic system, um, but data on the influence of coffee and coffee constituents, <laughs> so parts of coffee, um, helps neurotransmitter um, release. Um, is actually, sorry, the neurotransmitter release is actually limited. Um, the effect on the limbic system is pretty good, though. So limbic system is the blood flow, the blood flow system of your body. Um, increased calcium signaling and dopamine release, which is really good. Um, in Calcium signaling is a difficult concept to describe, but basically it means that your cells in general are more responsive by increasing the speed and ease of muscle contractions good for workouts, increasing muscle regeneration, (laughs) it's good for recovery too, Um, and increasing the speed and use of brain activity, which makes your brain more neuroplastic, which basically just means that the, you could say, the electricity that fires through your brain happens a lot more fluid, um, better for memory retention and things like that. Coffee, as a rule, develops stimulating effects on the central nervous system, heart and circulation, which is mainly caused by caffeine. So, yes, it puts you into a stress state, a sympathetic state. If you've been listening to my podcast, parasympathetic state, rest and digest. Sympathetic state, stressed state, cortisol, basically. Um, Cortisol, not good all the time. Great for some periods of times, but not good all damn day, which is where us 2020 people get get into trouble a little bit. And they've done some controlled studies in humans that show that coffee can improve, improve different aspects of the brain function, and yeah, we'll guess we're going to find out why. So it increases dopamine. Uh, dopamine is the moods the mood stimulating uh, chemical, which means boom! I ticked this off a list. I feel so good about it. Or a line of cocaine. Ah, I feel great. Um, All the dopamine stuff, which is like, puts you in a good mood, feels like you're getting shit done. um, Decreases adenosine. So adenosine promotes sleep and suppresses arousal. Interesting. So, but yes, um, it decreases that. So it's not going to suppress... You're going to be highly aroused and you're not going to get to sleep. So it could be really good uh, if you want to have some good sex. But not so good if you want to get to sleep. Increases neuropinephrine, which is like a different pathway for dopamine basically. Um, and, and the pathway that it goes through is the adrenaline pathways. So it it's squeezing on your adrenals, which are the little glands on top of your kidneys, which squeeze when you go, I need stress, I need energy, ah, uh, cortisol. Um so basically, yeah, dopamine makes you feel alert, focused, motivation, happiness, sense of fulfillment, all that good stuff there. Caffeine immediately. Uh, stimulates this, which makes you feel really good. You know, you have a cup of personality in the morning. You're not yourself unless you have a cup of coffee. It's because you need a caffeine fast. Um, and then literally, um, <laughs> if you consistently use coffee, it will have the opposite effect because dopamine depletes serotonin. So when serotonin starts to deplete, quite literally... It ain't a laughing matter. (laughs) You're not going to be... Yeah, you haven't got any good mood uh, in there because it's used all your serotonin up. Serotonin is like the happy hormone. (laughs) Dopamine uses up serotonin. We get it. Serotonin regulates sleep cycles. Again, keeps you up. Pain control, carbohydrates and sugar cravings. So, you don't want too much because I was going to eat too many sugars and become a fatty. Um, and then digestion as well. So, you know, if you want to digest and all that stuff, good. Which I've actually... It's really interesting that I said that because if we're talking about digestion and healthy digestion means good poos. Recently, because I've been doing too much caffeine and coffee, my poos ain't too good. <laughs> and I was actually wondering, I'm like, why the hell are my poos that good this week? God damn it. it's literally because I've had coffee for like, I don't know, seven days in a row right now. But I can only have three or four cups of coffee a week. That's it. Otherwise, stuff starts happening like this. Exhibit A: Low levels of serotonin um, are associated with decreased immune function, so it's more likely to get sick. There are sometimes known as these are sometimes known as caffeine hangovers. Oh, it's all making sense to me right now. That's why I'm hungover. My serotonin's juice because all my dopamine's juice because my, dopamine my adrenals have been squeezed too much. Um, caffeine hangovers occur when you're a regular coffee drinker though and stop drinking coffee. Uh, so you can do this. To, to, to help this you just got to stop drinking coffee for a while. Dopamine plays a role in how we feel pleasure, it's a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan it helps us strive, focus and find things interesting. Yeah look I've had a little lack of motivation the past couple days, it's all making sense. Um, it affects many parts of your behaviour and physical functions such as learning motivation, heart rate, sleep, attention control of nausea and vomiting, pain processing, blood, fo- blood flow digestion, executive function, heart and kidney function, memory and focus, mood and emotions, motor control, pain Pancreatic function and insulin regulation, which is fucking critical, as and pleasure and reward seeking behavior and stress response. So, yeah, serotonin dopamine is king for a lot of things. We don't want to use it all up and don't want to become tolerant to that caffeine. We want that bars, we want that high, that hit. I like it. I really enjoy the boo. Oh, yeah, one of my friends even was like he read this article and he's like, Man, I've just been having like one coffee a week. He's like, I look so forward to that. George Blackett, shout out to you, buddy. And he's like, I look so forward to having that one espresso a week. And no one even at work knows what I'm going through when I have that one shot. He has one shot of espresso. He says for like two hours, he's like, <laughs> like, no one knows that you just rocket shipped out of this world. So good. Um, so adenosine, uh, in the brain, adenosine is an inhibitory neurotransmitter, meaning it prevents uh, brain activity, when needed, slows you down, promotes sleep, suppresses arousal, um, makes you... Not want to have sex. This means <laughs> it might not. It's, well, but, yeah, all that stuff's a bit different. Anyway, this means adenosine can act as a central nervous system depressant. Calms your central nervous system down. When awake, levels of adenosine in the brain rise each hour. Hence, why you may feel the need for two coffees a day because it's trying to adenosine is trying to rise to to make you calm down, put you in a parasympathetic state, and you mm. go oh, I need another bloody coffee again. And you're messing with those um, pathways. Good sometimes. You know, if if you're tolerant to it and um, you need the caffeine in the coffee, have it. Uh, Because I know most people listening to this probably on two or three a day. But um, just notice that it's actually you're actually messing with some brain chemicals, having it that regularly. So if I have two a day, I, I'm definitely not drinking coffee for, for a couple of days. I use them for some high-performance days that I really need to and make sure that I'm getting that skyrocket effect. Usually, the past week, stuffed it up, but when I'm doing that, it's the best. It's good to revisit this, actually. <laughs> really needed to, to see this stuff. Um, you can see why your body might like caffeine in the short term, especially if you're low on sleep and you need to remain active. So... It can be really handy. So neuropinephrine is a naturally naturally occurring. I'm gonna try and say this word here. Catecholamine. Catecholamine hormone. What the fuck is that? So basically, that is a hormone that's made by your adrenal glands, which is located on top of your kidneys. Yes, as I said, it functions as a neurotransmitter in the sympathetic nervous system. Makes your sympathetic nervous system boom! Stress state, urgh, cortisol. Urgh. Um, the sympathetic nervous system is the positive or negative stress response state your body likes to go, you know, likes to get in during, you know, gym, running late for work, anything stressful. And then the neuropinephrine uses adrenaline. What, is, what you get a really good neuropinephrine hit out of is the ice baths. Jump in them oh man, you feel so good after it, but it's a natural way. It's not stimulated through Basically, stimulates your body and your brain through the adrenal glands and we know all the rest of it. But it's cool that um, it causes um, an increase in the force at which the heart muscles contract. So it makes your heart muscle contract a bit harder, increases your heart rate. Um, It causes your lungs, airways to be less tightened and then also allows more volume of blood to flow through the body, Really good for working out. Like there's, it's a correlation for this. Like having a bit, not at nighttime, obviously, because if you're having, if you're training, that's going to be a super stressful response at nighttime. If you're training hard and having coffee or pre-workout, any sort of caffeine, yes, it's going to have all these great responses, but your cortisol response is just going to be fucking smashed. So, I would rely on, at night time, using some sort of Nutrupix or some sort of breathing practice to get you pumped as before doing that. Like before this, I was caffeine hangover as, hungover as, and I just did a few breathing practices where I was breathing in more than I was breathing out. And I was really focusing and trying to increase my heart rate and my breaths in, breaths in through my nose, really handy. Um, got me pumped for this podcast, now we're here. <claps> Ooh, smashing it. Um, yeah, so the next title here, Coffee in the Body. Your body will build a tolerance to the effects of caffeine if you consume it regularly. Tolerance to caffeine through coffee, unfortunately, builds up in two to three days. This is why I say only a few cups a week and use them when you need to. Caffeine is a drug. Do re- do recognize that? Like, <laughs> I know we love coffee, we drink it all the time and stuff, but it is a drug. <laughs> like, so we just got to be mindful about what we're doing. You know, if you got work, if you got work weeks where it's like a week or two where you need some sprints, by all means, go ahead. But I'm just here to educate you and let you know that it's best and most optimal to use um, coffee and caffeine. Um, you know, use it two, three days in a row. Have a couple of days off. Try it. Honestly, fucking try it. I think it's gonna be hard, and if you go, oh, I can't do it, don't know how to do it. Buy Bone Broth. I've got the discount link on my website. Check that out, CoreyBatwood.com. Or get a good organic decaf. All you gotta do with the decafs is put more decaf coffee in the coffee. So you just have a, a strong decaf. It's fucking sick. The only reason I'm having heaps of coffee at the moment is because I run out of bloody decaf. And if you want the best tasting decaf, shout out to Marky Mart. There's an Australian brand called Podlife Coffee. Their decaf in the pods and the espressos are literally out of this fucking world. Such good. Or you can get the decaf from Hark Coffee Roasters. I'll link those in the show notes. Y'all people might need some of them. Because you realise when you haven't got the right tools sometimes, you can't operate the right job properly. And if you're looking at yourself as the right job, you need the right tools, man. And if you haven't got no damn coffee and you're used to those rituals, having the coffee, the smell, the taste, of, so delicious... God damn, I have a decaf, and you're like, oh, I'm sorted. Like, I'm good. Ritual's there, and I've had no caffeine. Well, decaf's got a very small amount of caffeine in there, but still, so good. So good. So, yeah. Um, caffeine is a range of performance benef- uh, benefits affecting the heart, lungs, and muscle fibers. After a few days of using the adrenal glands, the body basically wears the fuck out. Um, yes, so the adrenal system gets used and needs a rest to recover. Hence why coffee curfews And caffeine fasts are so damn important. If you get anything out of this, just start implementing weekly caffeine curfew and coffee fasts. Don't talk to me this week. I'm on a coffee fast. Do that. Do that for yourself. Because I promise you the week back on coffee, you're going to be like, oh, Oh yeah, but at the end of this video, I will go through, and I'll specifically talk you through how you want to do those things, so stay tuned, if not, just fast forward a little bit to close to the end, I'm going to go through in detail what you can do, the triggers, the cues for what you, how you need to learn all this shit. Alright, so yeah, coffee curfews and caffeine fasts, fuck yeah, and also being aware of caffeine home uh, hangovers, meh, <laughs> so coffee in the gut, so... Coffee leads to a more diverse background of bacteria in the gut, leading to better nutrient absorption, um, which is great. Black pepper does a similar thing. Um, it's so important, yeah. It's really important for energy balance and the immune system strength. So, bacteria in the gut control basically, basically controls your overall health for your entire body from your like from your like guts to your brain and your organs. Your guts like your second brain. Basically, it's got more neural connectivity than your brain and your spinal cord combined, right? More than that. But what happens is you have this bacteria in your stomach and basically the bacteria send signals to the nerves in your brain, you know, into your gut and then your gut send those signals to your brain which can control things. And also all your hormones are made in your guts like serotonin and the rest of it. So if you've got angry bacteria or bad bacteria, they can be like, no, let's not make any serotonin. Let's not send any serotonin to the brain when it needs it. Or... Yes, let's send this good stuff. We're all happy in here, sorting it out. We've got a diverse range. Things things are working properly. Let's make things elite. That's why the gut stuff is so important. Now, coffee increases the amount of different bacteria and cleans out some shit, so it's actually really healthy for you unless you get an old, shitty coffee bean. Always strive for the organic, local roasted, single bean origin coffees. I'll get into it later. While I see, oh, signal bean... See, signal... <laughs> Single bean. Single bean is better than a mixed bean because a lot of the time coffee places just mix shitter beans with good beans to save the price on the things. So be aware. I always go for the the single bean. Like, my god. And I just, I think it tastes so much richer, so much better. Um, Yes. So, if you're not optimal health and you don't have optimal gut health um, and you have conditions such as IBS and things like that, or you do drink too much Coffee, it can have a negative effect on gut health. May cause ulcers, dis discomfort, make gut health worse. Especially if you have having yet yeah, too much too much coffee can be bad. You've got to find that happy medium. Because otherwise you'll be getting too many of too much of the coffee bacteria, not enough other bacteria, um, which are in there. Well sure that makes sense to me anyway. Everything is good in moderation. We're not supposed to be drinking coffee every day. As depressing as that is. Ugh. Coffee also cleans out the colon, making you need to go do poo-poo's in the toilet, which is really good. Hence, why a lot of people in they go, oh, I have coffee and I don't need to take a shit. Um, yeah, it does that. How good? Um, it's it's like it's it's a stimulate, it's a stimulant to clean out your bowels. And the coffee bean helps stimulate gastrin, which is a hormone that signals the bowels to get a move on. The coffee bean also stimulates something. I'm not going to try to. Oh fuck, I'm gonna try that. Colecystokinin, also known as CCK, I'm just going to say that, which is a digestive hormone. So not only does it get stuff going on, but it also gets your digestion happening. Hence, combining fasting and black coffee. Black coffee are extremely powerful so fasting is really handy for cleaning out the um gut and the colon if you haven't read my article fasting equals you times two i would really recommend it fasting makes you superhuman cleans your guts out resets your gut lining blah, blah 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 if you have a coffee with that it's just going to supercharge the results coffee plus fasting equals neck level human um which is really good but not if you're drinking coffee every day and then you do a fast and then have a coffee make sure like if you saved a couple of days then had a fast And had a coffee and you were like, you just got off a caffeine fast as well. Transition from caffeine fast into food fast and then have a coffee on your food fast. Boom. Send you to the moon. Promise you. Antioxidants. So one awesome thing about coffee is that it's really high in antioxidants. Matcha is higher. I love matcha. I'm so biased towards matcha. Um, But yes, extremely high in antioxidants. And the brewing method itself increases the amount of antioxidants high enough to protect against Alzheimer's. Fuck, how good is that? Free radicals are always being formed in your body and come in all different types of lifestyle, stress, pollution, and chemicals. Free radicals not good. Help promote cancer. Toxins, blah, blah, blah. Not good. So without antioxidants, free radicals cause oxidative stress in the body, which is not good. It damages your DNA. And if your DNA gets damaged, basically that's what causes cancer, mutated DNA. Um, you don't need... Some free radicals, so having the right balance of antioxidants and free radicals is essential. Yes, you actually do need a balance. There are a certain amount of free radicals that you actually need to do things in your body. Um, so, But if you get over... If you get too many free radicals, not good. But coffee helps balance that out. How good is that? So I do believe we are more exposed to more free radicals than ever at the moment. Um, So you know, a real generous amount, a generous amount of antioxidants is needed on the daily. Coffee can contribute to that. How good? So can astaxanthin, krill oil. need to go through my bloody list of antioxidants now don't i but astaxanthin is the most powerful i take a lot of that but there's a lot of vegetables and stuff that you can use full of them all herbs coriander basil mint parsley full of them so good um matcha again uh memory boost so coffee is a huge memory boost there's actually studies that show that um caffeine enhances short-term memory mainly in the morning hence why when we want them in the morning so good um, long-term memory, not affected. Um, really good before an exam or something important. If you remember some shit, coffee's got you good for that. Uh, some studies also show that short-term memory can also be beneficial with a cup of coffee. Uh, too much ca- caffeine in coffee has the opposite effect and prevents blood flow to the brain. So again, in, motiva- in moderation, that triple shot, not doing any good. Not doing any good as, as how satisfying as it is. Maybe not good for you. Um, recommend one cup a day. Honestly, one cup a day and then have one um, decaf a day, if possible, if that's what you need and you want to wean off of it. But Understand. It depends on your DNA as well. If you have got that coffee gene, when you can metabolize the shit out of it, then by all means, do whatever. Again, if you wanted, to, if you're that worried about it, and like you're like, I fucking need caffeine. Go get your DNA tested. I've got the links and all my on my website. You can go check check that shit out. Um, or listen to my DNA podcast. I did a podcast on DNA. Can remember it's called DNA something. Check it out. Everything you want to do for that is on there. Um, so. If it's going to be a long day, be sure to detox from caffeine. Stick to a caffeine curfew of 2 p.m. period and be aware of the triggers. Caffeine is awesome again, but it's still a damn drug, man. Um, prevent cognitive decline. Caffeine does. How good is that? So another study found that the benefits of coffee that protect the brain and cognitive performance are due, not due to caffeine alone, but rather to other bioactive compounds in coffee. That means that coffee can decrease motor and cognitive deficits in aging again. Fuck yeah, coffee. Um, Coffee shows lower risks of type 2 diabetes, slightly increased insulin sensitivity, which is um, great, depression, and cancer. Low risk of those having coffee, unless you're having too much, obviously, because stimulation to the body. Coffee is really good for your liver. So one study concludes that this data from the survey supports the fact that there is an ingredient in coffee that protects against sclerosis. Especially alcoholic cirrhosis. If you to know what cirrhosis is, it's basically liver damage or the liver being overstressed and breaking down. So, Meaning coffee supports your liver and prevents it from breaking down when it's under heavy loads such as drinking alcohol. I bet some of you people listening to that, if you're drinking, I bet my mum right now is like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, get off that instant coffee, mum. And anyone that's drinking instant coffee, get off that, get the good stuff because you're not getting any benefits from that. And then you'll actually get the be- the liver benefits and the rest of it. I don't think instant coffee would actually have those those parts because they've just been too filtered out from the bean. Um, so yeah, how good is that? Performance benefits. So study shows that 100 milligram of caffeine increased resting metabolic rate for both lean and post-obese human volunteers by three to four percent over 150 minutes. Metabolic rate is the energy expenditure an animal has over a period of time. In other words, how fast you burn calories. We want that metabolic rate nice and high. A healthy high. Too high, not good. Makes your thyroid go... So when your thyroid goes... Your hormones go... Which is not good. Um, We don't want to overactive the thyroid. But a higher metabolic rate is really good. And increases that. They also show an increase in thermogenesis. Which means your body just burning fat through using its own energy of regulating temperature. Um, Thermogenesis is... Um, and it's another process in which we lose energy through consumed food. So as well, with the temperature, um, thermogenesis can be done through food as well. So if we're eating food, our body generates heat, and then our body needs to cool ourselves down. So we burn more calories just normally. So in other terms, if it's still is added correctly, the body is healthy and is hydrated. It has to be healthy and hydrated to get the best effects. Coffee's thermogenic effect can really help with fat loss. If not healthy, not hydrated... Who knows if you're not healthy it's probably just overstress in your body um, special note a cappuccino frappe or a latte dripping in sugar will not help with fat loss <laughs> if you think oh sick I'm gonna just have a frappe or a cappuccino and like have a cup of some uh, chocolate powder that's fucking covered in sugar and put a sugar in there, you ain't going to get the fat loss benefits. Sorry, boy, but we don't sell no noodle. <laughs> any black style of coffee, um, basically any black style will come with these benefits, including a firm zero calories. Black coffee, zero calories, baby. I fucking love black coffee. My God. So caffeine can be, uh, be used as an erogenic aid. Ergogenic? Ergogenic aid. Yes, yeah, so and urgogenic aid is simply anything that increases mental and physical performance. Studies have shown that caffeine increases energy output and mental focus in healthy adults, but mainly endurance performers. <sighs> Go for the long run, have a shot of coffee, feel fucking incredible. Um, how to best prepare your body for ki- for coffee. So listen in, thinking caps on, you've gone through the science of the stuff. How to best prepare your damn self. Okay, so it's criti- critically important to remember that coffee is... Always a stress to your body. It may have all these benefits and all this neck-level shit, but it's always a stress on the body. Caffeine is a micro-stress dose, and if you've been listening to my podcast, you know what MSDs are, baby. We want to stay away from MSDs. Um, The larger the stress dose you have... um, you know, throughout the day especially, not a good. Therefore, it is important to remember that adrenal glands are used for increased energy, increased focus, increased heart rate, and faster thinking. So the key here is to support your adrenals, right? Because the adrenals that are pumping out all the goods and the caffeine's turning them on. So how do we support them? So basically, they're on top of the kidneys. So what does that mean? What ha- what happens with your kidneys? Well, water gets pumped through your kidneys. It makes you pee, so being hydrated is critical as fuck. And you can listen to my podcast on hydration. Get all the tips and motivation to actually stick to it. One of my podcasts later on is on hydration. Please listen to that. Or I've got an article on my website called hydration. All this stuff's interconnected. It's so fucking interconnected. When you use it all properly, you just, you're just you fucking superhuman. This is why I do the coaching stuff. It's nuts. We use When we're using all this together, it's fucking, it's so good watching someone just be like, I feel fucking crazy good. And you're like, yeah, you're hydrated. You're on Celtic salt and you're doing your coffee are using fasting and all the rest of it. It's so fucking so good, I love this shit, Um, dehydration causes stress on the body, oh, we don't want to be dehydrated, and can cause your adrenals to release even more cortisol, so, you know, and it's, it's a very, it's very hard to hit a happy medium, you're very, like, I'm leaning towards the side of dehydration or hydration, you're not, like, on the line, it's like, you're either hydrated, or you're not, like, it's fucking that simple, so, You gotta be hydrated, especially if you're drinking a lot of coffee and you like coffee. Um, adrenal fatigue comes from high stress levels and poor food choices. Some foods, you know, and practices can put some serious stress on your adrenals. So if you're constantly having coffee and you're doing things like eating sugar, eating fried food, fried food's the fucking worst, by the way. Worse for you than sugar, hands down. Smoking, eating processed food, which is probably worse than fucking fried food. (laughs) Debatable though. Alcohol. White flour. So, all those things, <laughs> even in a white flour, yes, white flour. I said it. Stress your fucking body out. you to be avoiding those things if you're a rabid coffee drinker, um, or just drinking coffee to enjoy the buzz anyway, or if you like drinking coffee daily for the benefits of it, the aroma, the coffee, the all the rest of it. It comes with other things that you have to do, which is manageable. It's a bit annoying, you know, learning all this stuff, but you, know, you just gotta fucking do it, um, especially if you love coffee and it should motivate you. Coffee should be. Like, I fucking love coffee so much. And I want to have one coffee every fucking day. That I'm gonna implement these other things into my life because I can and I want to drink coffee. It's motivated me. How good is that? Coffee's got more benefits and like more motivational benefits than the caffeine. Um. Yeah. So please be aware of this. Support your adrenals. Support your coffee drinking. Support your health, your immune system, your longevity. Prevent burnout and increase happiness and comfort, baby. It's all for you. Um, How to support your body. So to support yourself as a coffee addict, you simply want to be aware of this. It's that important. It's just being aware of this stuff. So what you can do is attempt to drink close to a litre first thing in the morning. Put some Celtic salt in there. I've got a hydration article on that. Be aware of your hydration throughout the day and make sure you're getting enough salt and water. Celtic salt, pink Himalayan salt, not, not fucking table salt. Stay away from that shit. Sodium, poison. Normal table salt is fucking poison. Stop fucking having it. Um, <laughs> sorry, go on. It give that salt so a bad rap like that. But it's true. I'm sorry. I've done the research. And I've done the experimentation with people. Like my dad recently just gave one of his friends. He started fasting. And he's given him a whole bunch of Celtic salt. And his, and his mate's like, fuck, man. Where do I get that shit? It's good stuff. I'm like, yes, I know. It makes you feel good. Dad was telling me the story. It's great. Um, avoid food that is going to put more stress in your adrenals. Simply don't eat it. If you're drinking lots of coffee. I have an article on my website called 26 Ingredient Shopping List or Total Ingredient Shopping List for Maximum High Performance. Either one of those. Stick to the food on there. All this stuff is for y'all. Stick to it, please. Um, Caffeine has a half-life, again, of six hours. So set yourself a caffeine curfew. If you go to bed at 2 p.m. at night, then your caffeine curfew is going to be a lot later. Because if you have coffee at 2 p.m. and you have 200 milligrams of coffee by... Oh, God. Was, was two plus? Yeah. So by 8 p.m., you're going to have 100 milligrams of coffee, um, in, caffeine in your system. Not too bad. It's not too bad. So, but, you know, if you're going to bed at 9, 10, 11, uh, uh, you want all that caffeine gone. You want that 100 milligrams gone out of your system. Ashwagandha. How my friends like to call it ashwagandha is a medicinal mushroom studied to reduce overall stress levels successfully and reduce the amount of cortisol produced, decrease blood pressure, and support adrenals. You can take it in a powder form or a liquid. You can get it from everywhere: House of Health Central Market. You can go to Life Cycle get ashwagandha from there. You can order it off online. Anything. It's also known as withania. Read the article how to spell it. Spell A-S-H-W-A-G-A-N-D-H-A. Now, there's a lot of adrenal supplements. You can just buy a brand like Adrenal Switch or like any nighttime adrenal su- supplements. They're just jacked full of ashwagandha. So I like to mix bone broth, which is full of all good collagen and things like that, and glycine and the rest of it. Good for my skin. Good for health and beauty, the rest of it. Um, also good for muscle gains and fascia health. Yeah, baby. Um, but I put a whole massive load of ashwagandha in my bone broth, like before bed. Best sleep's. All the rest of it. Or during the day if I'm having a coffee. It's probably why I'm so buzzed right now. It's because I've had fucking bone broth and heaps of ashwagandha and feel great. Um, This is a great supplement to support your adrenals and it's a second, you know, it's giving them a break. Um, Yeah. Yep. I went through all the stuff there. So caffeine. Caffeine fast and coffee curfews. This is the shit. So I've mentioned before how important caffeine fast and coffee curfews are. They're so important. This is new terminology for you. Apply this immediately. Who knows if you're ever going to listen to this podcast again. I hope you send this to someone, by the way, or share it on your story. Big love from me if you do. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not going to listen to it again. You've listened to it once, taken it in. So please implement a caffeine fast and a coffee curfew, purely so you remember it. Like, this is for you. Like, you're listening to this podcast right now. Why? To get something out of it, to learn something, to find something that you could apply in your life which could help improve the quality of your life. This will improve the quality of your life hands down. Implement a caffeine fast, implement coffee curfew, and stick to it. Starting tomorrow. Uh oh, Start tomorrow. Even though, again, you might be thinking, oh, let maybe start later this week. Oh, I'm not starting tomorrow. I've got this on this, whatever. Start tomorrow. Again, I'll say it again. Start tomorrow. I'll push that on you hard. Start tomorrow. Caffeine fast or a coffee curfew. And I, I said it so many times, but I had to. Again, some people's brains. Your body starts to build a strong tolerance to coffee over three days of drinking it every day. So imagine the tolerance is built up to it if you've had three months on. Oh, shit. A caffeine fast is simply giving your body time to remove the tolerance that is built up to it. You need a break from coffee and caffeine to put less stress on your body and your adrenals. So giving your body this time also prevents your body from receiving any of the adverse effects coffee has on the body. This time will decrease the daily amount of coffees you need per day. So you'll need less coffee. So you think, I don't know how I won't do without three coffees a day. Have a caffeine fast and you won't need that many anymore. Um, it puts less stress on your uh, adrenals, preventing any burnout that you may be having due to coffee. Like Honestly, and you might think... Oh, I'm drinking coffee and I'm still, like, fatigued. I don't know what's happening. I just have my morning coffee or whatever it is. But, man, I've been fatigued for, for a year now. I've been fatigued for years, months, weeks. I've had people at work. Like, I've done a presentation like, gone through a lot of stuff with coffee for people at work. And, like, it, it has improved the quality of some of the, the people's life there significantly that they've just come up to me and been like, thank you so fucking much for teaching me this shit. I implemented it. feel fucking incredible. It's like, told you, you don't need three coffees a day. Um, yeah, so... Um, it allows your body to be more sensitive so you will need less. How good is that? So I'm going to repeat that again. So having a break from coffee will make you more sensitive to it and you'll need less. You just got to be strong enough to implement it. If you take one thing away from this article or this podcast, it's supposed to, coffee is supposed to give you a buzz. You are supposed to feel a kick from coffee. If you're not feeling a kick from coffee, you're tolerant as fuck. <sighs> you need to have a break. Notice when you have coffee, Like honestly, it should fucking send you to the moon. I told you that story for George before. I one a week and enjoys it. It's drugs. Sends him to the moon. Has the best few hours ever. Best morning kickstarts his whole day. It's like, I fucking love that day. So, how to caffeine fast. So, basically, if you've been drinking coffee daily for a long time, your body will need a week or more without it to to reduce its tolerance. Now, I recognize that it's hard. Um, A lot of the time they say to do it, you need like two, three weeks for it to properly cleanse. But... Fuck that, because coffee's sick. So honestly, I recommend you just go cold turkey for one week. If you've been drinking it every day, I know you're thinking, ah oh, fuck, turn the podcast off, don't hear anymore. What hear me out. One week, no coffee, and then the next time you have a coffee, then only wait three days, then only wait two days, and then have a couple of days on, then have a couple of days off. Find out what works best for you in that sort of routine for when the coffee send you to the moon. <laughs> when you get a huge caffeine buzz and you're having a good quality coffee, throw your bad shit out, have a good quality coffee, and when you hit that kick from it, you're good. What happens is when you have a caffeine fast, if you then have a coffee again and you try to bring it back in, like you have a coffee, and let's say instead, this can happen, this is very common, you have a week off coffee, then you have a coffee, the next minute you just go, Ugh, and feel sluggish. Like I've worked with this with people and they're like, oh man, I had a coffee and I just crashed. I've had a week off coffee. Why the hell is that? Why have I crashed? if you're having caffeine fast and every time you have a coffee you crash that means you're you're not sensitive to it yet that means your body just immediately starts having withdrawal symptoms. yes, caffeine has withdrawal symptoms so if you're having some time off of caffeine and you have another coffee and you just have a crash and get ca- caffeine hung over immediately, that's a sign that you need to have more time off coffee coffee so then, have three days or four days, two days off coffee before having another coffee. Boom, sluggish again. Fuck. Have another few more days off coffee. Have a coffee. Boom, send you to the moon. Fuck, I feel fantastic. Oh. <laughs> I've had this with multiple people, like multiple people. And when you know that that happens, that's a good sign, right? Once you've had that once, then have a couple of days off again. One or two. And I was like, shit. Have a couple of days off again. Have another coffee. Boom, send you to the moon again. That's good. Then you can start having a daily coffee for a bit. You have a daily coffee, send you to the moon, have a daily coffee, send you to the atmosphere, have a daily coffee, send you to the house next door, time to have a caffeine fast again. Have a few days off, boom, get back on. That's essentially how you want to do it. So I strongly recommend actually having like, you know, as far as a week goes, every week try to have three days no caffeine. And it's best if you have two days off in a row. So for me, I like to have, save mine to the end of the week. I like to really enjoy them. So for me, I kind of have it like like one coffee on a Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I have coffees Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because fuck yeah, weekends. I like to have them with my friends. Now it might be different for people at work. So at work, you might want to have your coffee on a, on a Monday. Have Tuesday and Wednesday off. And then, whoo, weekend's coming. Thursday, Friday vibes. Get that coffee. Build your vibes up. So goddamn good. So yeah, that basically explains the process for that take that in and implement that or you could do something one day on one day off one day whatever's going to work best for you as long as you're having some time off coffee every week to reset that tolerance that's what you want to do remember it builds up in two three days so even if you needed two, three days on one day off that could really help that could really help you out honestly um next caffeine curfews Oh, so this is the good shit. So caffeine curfew. These are so critical for your health. Um, if you've if you've listened to most of this podcast, you know that caffeine stimulates your adrenal glands and releases cortisol. Cortisol, the hormone um, you need to decrease, because basically nothing at night time. And to, to basically nothing at nighttime so your melatonin hormone can increase. melatonin gives you really good sleep. Cortisol prevents good sleep to get your melatonin up really high you basically need no cortisol in the system no caffeine in the system unless you've got DNA. Um, coffee equals cortisol there yeah, I said it and caffeine has a half-life of five to six hours depending on the person. So if you have a coffee at 5 pm, 11 pm, you've still got hundred milligrams of fucking caffeine in your system. Not a good. Um, I actually have an article on sleep and melatonin, which runs th- runs through cortisol, and melatonin, and sleep for all these things. You can read them www.quirkybubble. My next podcast is going to be on sleep, so get ready for that. Um, if you look at the history section article, uh, history section, or listen to that history part that I talked about at the start of the thing of uh, this podcast, you'll know that we've been using it for ages to stay up late at work, to study for ages, or to work. Caffeine tolerance can make this work. It makes this worse. Caffeine tolerance makes it worse as you've had a few coffees throughout the day. So you have more caffeine in your system. Oh my God. So if you have, if you've like, let's say you have like a double shot of coffee, which is like 300 milligrams. Oh God. At like eight, right? So by eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, one, you've still got 150 milligrams and you oh, have another coffee. So that's like another 200 grams. So now you have 350 milligrams at two. So by uh, one or two, so by eight o'clock at night, you've still got 150 to 200 milligrams wherever it is, a coffee in your system. Oh, mayhem. I got a bed at 8.30. That would fucking kill me. Um, so, strictly, set yourself a time to have a caffeine coffee deal with every single person I work with. Fuck off, flight, Um, Of like 1 to 3 p.m. No more coffee after that. Negator. Give your body the time to digest it, have the adrenal-supporting stuff. Implement it. So these are the two actions you got to take. One, go out, start caffeine fasting tomorrow. Set yourself a curfew tomorrow. Literally, my curfew is 11. I don't have coffees after 11. <laughs> if I have two coffees, it's like one at 7, one at 10, 30, or 11. Fuck yeah, we're buzzing all day, baby. But that's it. No more than that. If I have two coffees a day, for me to have two coffees a day, it's got to be a goddamn special day, or a work grind, or something like that. Now, this is the second most important part of the things. Do not be turning off this podcast. You need to listen to this. This is so important. Bombs, bombs, bombs. What is quality coffee? Why should I get it? What do I look for? Oh, my fucking God. Oh, this is so important. Just research any of Dave Asprey's stuff. He goes hard onto this. Um, he is the founder of Bulletproof Coffee. Um, coffee beans are known to grow tiny molds that produce mycotoxins. These are not good for your body, not good for your health. Poor quality caffeine can ruin the effects and benefits of coffee that I can actually give you. You know, the coffee beans are not good if the coffee tastes really bitter, and like it needs sugar. If you're having a coffee and you're like, oh, fuck, that needs sugar. Don't fucking drink it! Don't fucking drink it! (laughs) Blends of coffee are not the smartest, again, because they mix old, shitty, toxic beans with the good quality beans and mix it up. And you go, oh, look at this mix and all this Like, fuck the mix. Unless they're all fucking locally roast, roasted and shit um so basically uh, arabica beans are the most likely arabica beans are the most likely to have the least amount of toxins you want arabica beans um any old non-fresh organic beans are fucking full of them so read the packets i read i ask the people I always go to coffee shops and i'm like is it arabica is a single bean where when when was it roasted was it roasted locally? Ask all those bloody questions. Um, so you know you're drinking the wrong coffee if any of the following comes up. It's instant. The coffee has already been cooked and dried. Instant coffee is f- fucking riddled with mycotoxins and mold that can affect you. And if you have autoimmune problems, if your brain and your health, remove it from your environment and stick to the good stuff. Now, this fucking, this is nuts. So I was working with someone for a while who had um, autoimmune disease. Oh, God, what was it called? they have their autoimmunity where basically they flare up to fucking everything. Uh, uh, I'll remember it a bit. But anyway, it was something. Fibromyalgia. Okay, they had fibromyalgia. And I was like, look, if you've got fibromyalgia, that means you're fucking sensitive to like all toxins, molds and shit. Start drinking this coffee instead. Take these things out your diet. And they're like, Corey, I have been to so many doctors I've been to all these health practitioners. I've done all these fucking things, and all of my friends said to me, "Why are you listening to Corey? What the fuck would he know?" Like, well, actually, all this information's out there for us free to use. But they said that he was critical and sceptical about listening to my advice, and I said, "Mate, mate, mate, just fucking do this, please, for the love of God, cut these things out, change this with your coffee and the rest of it." So, mate, I have no pain. I am not experiencing these fucking crazy shivers and neck-level things that I experience. I am not crashing and burning for two hours every fucking day. Like, this is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I feel fantastic. I feel me again. I was like, whoa! Thanks! Hit me right here, man. Hit me right in the heart. So yes, this stuff can affect all those things. So if you have any autoimmunity immunity stuff, molds and shit, fucking not good for you. So make sure you're getting the good quality beans, and the good quality beans taste so much better anyway. If you feel a crash from it, you're sensitive. Today I'm sensitive. Caffeine hangover, not a good. Um, if you feel a crash later in the day, um, later on in the day, you are. Also sensitive. So if you have a coffee in the morning, you might not crash straight away, but later on you're like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I don't know why. You're sensitive, mate. Um, so what to look for? Look for roasteries close by in Adelaide. You don't have to look far. we got fucking heaps of good ones. Heaps. Soho roasters, heart coffee. There's uh, Dutch coffee down in Port Adelaide. like it's all over the place. Um, make sure the beans are organic. Roasters should have beans that they have roasted within a week or two. Get them ones. If they're like, You always ask when was your fresh roast? Is it single bean or abaca? And they'll be like, oh, these ones, this is cool. Um, or they'll be like, oh, take these. Be like, wait, where, where, where's the freshest batch? Take those. Um, look for beans that come from Central America, like Peru. They are known to be the best and the freshest. Those beans, Central America around there, really good. And also um, be aware, once you have coffee beans and you've got them, fucking drink them, eh? Like, I know I'm saying with all this stuff with the uh, with the caffeine fast and things, but like they go off. They will get mold toxins and things. You want to finish them within about a month, month to month, done with the beans. I always throw them out, get some new ones. Um Only choose single bean oranges or signal, whichever one. Single bean orange. So single beans. Um, Ask which coffee has been imported the quickest, which have been roasted in the shortest time from now. Do not keep coffee in the house for too long. Drink it within a few weeks. And you can also keep it in the fridge. Keep your coffee in the damn fridge. Less likely to go moldy. Um, By the size of bags of beans you know will only last a few weeks. Do not bulk, bulk buy. So don't buy like fucking five kilos. Just stick to whatever you can finish within like a month or two. Um, Yes. When you're buying organic, when you're buying or going out for coffee, stick to the following checklist. If you're going out for a coffee, buy something that is organic Arabica, fair trade, single bean, single origin, no blends, fresh beans from Central America, freshly roasted. Easy. Uh, Coffee has so many historical ways of making coffee. So get used to, uh, get used to making your own coffee as well, from you know freshly roasted beans, and experiment with all the different brewing. I've done some coffee brewing classes. Fuck, it's so good. Learning how to use filters, French presses, all the rest of it. Oh, so fun. Coffee enhances intermittent fasts. So firstly, back coffee, zero calories. It's not likely to break a fast. is debatable. It does like a little bit, but there's crazy benefits you get from there. It really enhances it, to be honest. Um, it enhances fatty acid metabolization from adipose tissue and increases your metabolism, which is great. So basically, it's going to burn a fuckload of fat. Fasting and intermittent fasting are another method of achieving these results, but by combining them together, you get super, super burning all the rest of it. Fat stores get used as energy. Fuck yeah. Real great for keto. Um, And adipose tissue is stubborn fat stores. So if you can't lose from certain areas, really good for that. Um, Bulletproof coffees. Why should you add these? Um, Bulletproof coffees. I like to use these on enhanced fast days and also other days. But basically what happens is caffeine and good quality. So a bulletproof coffee is basically a coffee blended, fucking blended with MCT oil and butter. Oh, and like cinnamon, things like that. But mainly fats, really good quality fats. It's just blending coffee with really good fats makes it bulletproof coffee. Now, what happens is the caffeine receptors bind to the fat, right? And basically what happens is fat transport things into your brain. So if you're having a cup of coffee and you're blending it, and the, the blending motion which binds them together, you drink that gets to your brain, sends you to fucking Jupiter. Like, literally, you'll be like, Whoa! so much energy. It's fucking crazy. And it lasts for a long time. It's like you have a black coffee and you're like, you're just like off your nut for a little while. And then you come down, you're tired and need another one. One bulletproof coffee is very fucking high in calories. But the thing is, is you don't need any more coffee because it's just, you're just just on for like four or five hours and the crash comes down very slowly. You don't even realize you come off it and you don't need another one. So if you really want to just have one coffee during the day, be aware of the calories but blend with some fats. And you can do that with grass. It has to be good quality fat too, otherwise the fat's not good for you. Like an extra virgin coconut oil, a grass-fed brother, butter, or even a bone broth. Um, you can add in uh, cinnamon, which will control your insulin spike, a little bit of cacao powder, magnesium, Tastes really nice. You can even use medicinal mushrooms like lion's mane, which is nootropic, get your brain working as well. Um, some people use almond or cashew butter. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways to do it. So the main triggers you need to take away is caffeine hangovers happen when you don't get a buzz from caffeine anymore. And you have some days avoiding caffeine and you will feel down, depressed, and lethargic. That's when your caffeine hangovers, well, when you stop having caffeine and you're like, oh I'm so depressed. Just deal with that. Like, honestly, you're you're aware that it's happening from the caffeine, not having it. So knowing this is temporary and your body is going through withdrawal symptoms. Getting off caffeine, withdrawal. If you're having it, the caffeine after a fast, you have a shot of coffee and you immediately experience withdrawals, you're not ready yet. Your caffeine is over when you feel great and energetic throughout the day without coffee. So when you're just, like, without coffee, you're just like, fuck, I feel great. Like, I don't know why I feel so great right now. When that happens that means you're, ca- you're caffeine sensitive because you should be feeling great every fucking day. The only reason that you're not is because a lot of the time could be a whole m- multiple different things. But if you're drinking coffee all the fucking time, it could just be because you're drinking coffee all the time. Your body's way too tolerant to it. And it takes days to get it out of your system. So you're constantly going to feel like poo poo until it's gone. Um, so when you don't feel a large a large rush of energy from caffeine, you're tolerant and you need to try a caffeine fast. If you struggle waking up in the morning, struggle to sleep at night, you either need to try a caffeine fast, readjust your caffeine curfew. Notice when you struggle to sleep and struggle to wake up when you last had a coffee. Really try to notice that important. You may need to reduce the time. Caffeine curfew. Um, my caffeine curfew went from yeah three p.m. It's now down to eleven. So you know I kept trying. I feel better when it's on eleven. Honestly, feel fun, great. Um, if I have a coffee after 11 a.m., it literally affects me. I won't do it. No way. So, a, fr- a friendly reminder what caffeine um, has, what substances um, they have. So, an espresso, so 50ml cup of espresso has 150 to 200 milligrams of caffeine. Small energy drink. Uh, like a real small one, like a 250 mil can, There's 80 to 100 milligrams of caffeine. Instant coffee, 60 to 80 milligrams of caffeine. Dark chocolate, so 50 grams, so it's like half a block of dark chocolate, 60 milligrams of caffeine. Black tea, one cup, 50 milligrams of caffeine. A Coke, 50 milligrams of caffeine. Milk chocolate, 10 milligrams of caffeine. And a huge, like one of those big energy drinks, they go from fucking three to 600 milligrams of caffeine read that shit so here's the checklist you want organic arabica so i've got a checklist actually screenshot it on my article the coffee article on my website organic arabica fair trade if possible single bean origin fresh beans from central america freshly roasted in house or freshly roasted so that is fucking it guys i've got an article if you want to read that go nuts there's so much more all this stuff connected, connected article on the website then you've also got The cortisol article, you've got the sleep article, you've got the hydration article. If you learn anything from this, like, there's a lot of bombs in here. If you learn anything from this, please share it on your story for me. I would be so fucking appreciated if you did. Um, Send this podcast to anyone you know who drinks coffee, loves coffee, or fucking needs to hear it. We've got some new terminology. Caffeine hangovers, caffeine curfews, caffeine fasts. Implement them. I dare you to implement them tomorrow, please for the love of God. You don't understand how good life is once you implement these things. Like I'm telling you for a reason, it's amazing. So yeah, big love. Fuck yeah. If you learn something, I just I goddamn hope you learned something from this one. All right, guys, take care. I'll see you in the next one. Big love. And I'm going to go on a caffeine fast after this. Bye, guys. Can't wait to see you guys in there.